0: I think sometimes we read the Bible and we get used to it. So, this is one of those stories. We're, many of us, so used to it that it loses some of that sense of awe. We can casually mention Jesus walking on water in the same breath as we mention God parting a sea or Jesus bringing back someone from the dead. All things, if they happened today, we probably wouldn't believe them. And if we did, we would probably never stop telling the story for the rest of our lives. Jesus, in this story, walks about three miles across the water to reach the disciples in the boat. You can see from the feeding of the 5,000, basically halfway across the lake where the boat was. That's further than I walked on land throughout the entire day yesterday. God can do anything. And Jesus is fully God as well as fully man, so he can do anything. Just before this story, he fed 5,000 men, plus the women and children with them, with just five loaves and two fishes. And a little earlier in Matthew, ironically enough, as uh, the boys so rightly mentioned, uh, there was that story where he calmed the storm on the same lake. And what happens at the end of that story the disciples show a lack of faith. And Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith. Ouch. To be fair, when this time uh, was a bit scarier, Jesus wasn't there. He was miles away on the shore. There was no way he could have got to them in time to help them in this storm. At least, that's what they thought. Until Jesus revealed a little more of his awesomeness to them. In the middle of this storm, in the middle of a huge lake, Jesus comes wandering up to them across the water. And what was their response? Ah, a ghost! <laughs> but to be fair to them, which of us could truly say that we would have done any differently? So then Peter climbs over the edge of the boat and begins to walk towards Jesus, but his lack of faith means that he starts to sink. And Jesus has to step in and rescue him. And we hear those same words again, O oh, you of little faith. Well, one thing we mustn't do here is get to blaming Peter too quickly and agreeing too wholeheartedly with Jesus as we look down on him and say, "Oh, you of little faith. If I would have been there, it would have been much different. Let's not forget the fact that Peter, just before, does something that no human, who wasn't also God, has ever done before or since. He actually walks on water. Now yes, plenty of people have run on custard, but no one has ever walked on water. He shows immense faith by doing this. But of course... We must then get back to the fact that he does start to sink. He starts to not fully trust Jesus. When he sees the size of the waves and he feels the strength of the wind around him, Peter shows his humanity where Jesus had shown his divinity. By being human, we have a tendency not to trust God. It's not an excuse, but it's a fact. Adam and Eve trusted God so little, They disobeyed his direct command because they thought they knew better. Job argued and moaned, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, for almost 38 chapters of the Bible because he didn't trust God's plan and that God had his back. And Peter, the same Peter here, denied even knowing Jesus when people started questioning him about him after Jesus' death, being arrested. Since the first humans, we've doubted. We've looked for truth apart from God. And we've trusted in ourselves more than in Him. So we can see in this story that God, Jesus, is awesome. And He can do anything. And we are human. And despite what some motivational posters may tell us, we can't do just about anything not even if we just put our minds to it. Well, you'd be happy to know that's not where I'm going to end the talk today. As with many places in Paul's writings, there is a fantastic but to come. We can't do anything by ourselves or through our own power, but God can. And God has made a way for Jesus and the Holy Spirit to live in us. We see from Peter in this story that he started to sink, but that was when he took his eyes off of Jesus. But what happened before that? Peter fixed his eyes on Jesus and trusted in him. And he did something everyone would have said was impossible. Our God is a God who can do the impossible. And he can do the impossible in your life. He can rescue you from sin. He can help you overcome addiction. He can quash your anger. He can take away your anxiety. He can help you overcome unforgiveness. He can give you peace. And He can give you love. If you trust in Him. If you surrender all to Him. But what if you're sitting there thinking to me, my sin is too big. My problems are too great. I don't know if I can trust Him then I say to you, yes, I know. I know it's hardest to trust him when things seem the worst. The disciples' mistrust in our story came when that boat was, as I said, about three miles from shore. It was about between 3 and 6 a.m. in the morning, in the middle of a dark night, and they battled through the storm for nine hours. Perhaps they even thought they were going to die. Satan will make it as hard as possible. But remember, you can trust Jesus. And you must trust Jesus, because this is the same Jesus who defeated the temptations of Satan, who calmed the storm, who cast out demons, who brings people back from the dead, who gives sight to the blind, who gives a voice to those who can't speak, who died on the cross for our sins. And he was raised to new life that we might be raised with him and live forever by his side in heaven. That is my Jesus. And that is your Jesus. Satan does not have power here. All I need to do is trust in him. Nothing is bigger than him. So does that mean Jesus is just a, a magic genie granting our wishes, giving you everything you want? By no means. God has his plan. Our job is to trust in him. For Job, who we saw a couple of weeks ago, that meant he lost almost everything he had. For Paul, he ended up being imprisoned and killed for his faith in Jesus. For us, things might not turn out the way we want. We may not get better. We may not get the perfect job we wanted. We might not make up with that friend who we've known for so long. But we can trust in God and in his plan. Knowing that he's using us to bring about his glory. We've got to play the long game. Trusting God and being a Christian isn't about quick fixes. Quick fixes are often flimsy and weak and break when things get tough. But what Jesus offers is eternal I believe He will, and He does give us love, joy, and peace in our lives right now through knowing Him. But I also believe that greater things are still to come in eternity with Him. We should remember the words of David in Psalm 16, when times are tough. That in God's presence there is fullness of joy, and at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the story we've heard this morning and for the faithfulness that you have shown in bringing that story to us and in staying by our sides through everything. Help us to trust in you in our lives this week and always. Amen.